from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Whichever way you send it, the news is already out there. The Wyong Field Day is on again, February 23rd, 2014. How many modes did you recognise? There were four. See you at Wyong. 73, this is Ed, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast ARC. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD President of the WIA. It's been another busy year at the WIA and this time we look back at the WIA's achievements and some of the difficulties over the last year. When I look back, the achievements which stand out most to me are the following. The continuing work at the ITU where Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, chairs the group investigating a new amateur allocation at 5.3 megs. I also can't forget the volunteers and the clubs that support the training of prospective radio amateurs and the WIA's RTO, Fred Swainston. Without their massive contribution, there would be no new radio amateurs to carry the hobby forward. We all appreciate the terrific work the Publications Committee have done on AR Magazine this year. It's certainly looking very good indeed. Another plus has been the streamlining of the contest logging and awards system by the Contest and Awards Committees. And on the administration side, we have further strengthened the WIA's committee structure and the introduction of the MemNet member management system. One of the most interesting events to me is the growth of the new maker experimenter groups, and I am pleased the WIA has been able to promote amateur radio to these people at maker fairs in Melbourne and Sydney. The Sydney event was held at the Powerhouse Museum with over 3,000 visitors. And very recently... Advanced licensees in the eastern states can now use the 50 to 52 meg segment of 6 metres without the geographic and power restrictions following the closure of the last Channel O television station. Without a doubt, there have also been some difficulties last year. The outcome of the high-power trial and the issue of EMR compliance amongst radio amateurs is something the WIA continues to address And of course the financial situation in the WIA is certainly a problem we need to address in the new year. This year we've had bushfires in Australia, floods in Argentina and India, massive cyclones and earthquakes in China, Pakistan and the Philippines, and a search for a missing person in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney. All these events where amateur radio has played a part and amateurs have provided critical assistance. Once again, at this time of year, it is customary for the WIA Board to thank all our staff and our many volunteers and our affiliated clubs who have achieved so much in 2013. 
Volunteers are the backbone of the WIA. Almost all member benefits that WIA members enjoy are the result of the time and effort put in by our long-suffering volunteers. The new year will continue to be very busy for the WIA, but for now, from myself and the WIA board, I would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a safe and happy new year. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. Continuing WIA national news for week commencing December 22 from our president, it's still to WIA board talk and more news from PR for Amateur Radio. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. And what is public relations? We all have it to some degree, although sometimes it may be disguised as interpersonal skill or social activity. All people have an image, what others think of us. A very complex and diverse area, there are many tools and techniques used by public relations practitioners. This discussion will be confined to amateur radio, but the benefits of good PR in most things we do will be clearly evident. Practice it regularly to get the appropriate exposure to your audiences. This may be occasionally through the media, but also at club meetings or on the air. There are different audiences, and of course, they have different messages. Present an organisation or individual well to have the right image and influence, and whether it be in participation in a public event, retention of membership or new radio amateurs or friends on the band, the benefits can be enormous. The Wireless Institute of Australia wants all clubs, organisations and individuals to think about being involved in its PR for Amateur Radio Expo on April 13th to the 15th. Visit the What's On column of the WIA website for more details on this exciting event. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Canberra and regional New South Wales, it can be heard on 146 950 and 438-050 at 9am every Sunday. I'm VK1 Golf Hotel, Handel Gill. Hams across Australia, the VK2 and Amateur Radio New South Wales merchandise. For some time, Amateur Radio New South Wales has had an online store offering shirts and other products via a just-in-time manufacturing process. They've recently added a range of gift products. The link can be found on the Amateur Radio New South Wales website. As with all clubs and organisations connected with the WIA, the easiest way to find the website is to visit wia.org.au and click the club's link. VK3 on the 30th of November at 9am sees the ham fest at Rosebud on the Mornington Peninsula. No, we aren't reading this late. It is the 30th of November at 9am 2014. Good to see Spark getting on board early, letting us know what's happening. Now that is PR for Amateur Radio. They'll have trading tables, commercial sellers, technical forums, great food and excellent door prizes. In VK4, David Taverner, VK4ICE, tells us Redcliffe Radio Club will be holding a car boot sale, 9am Feb 1. This will be at the clubhouse in the car park area at McFarlane Park, Kippering. And interestingly, it's not just radio gear, but anything you may wish to sell. Contact the treasurer for table details and set up times. Again, to find that link for Redcliffe Radio Club, go to wia.org.au and click on the club link page. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F call? 
Amateur Radio in Australia today is licensed with three primary license types, the Foundation, or F-Core, the Standard, and the Advanced License. If you're familiar with how they differ, you're likely to know that they each have a different power privilege, 10 watts, 100 watts, and 400 watts respectively. You might also know that an F-Core isn't allowed on 20 meters, and you're not allowed any digital modes. For me, that was basically where my knowledge ended. Last week, I started writing down what other differences there are between the licenses. In overview, the F-Call is allowed on 6 bands, 80 meters, 40 meters, 15, 10, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. The standard call adds 20 meters, 6 meters, 23, 13, and 6 centimeter bands, with a total of 11 bands. The advanced call adds the WAC bands, that is 30 meters, 17 meters, and 12 meters, and it adds 160 meters and many higher frequencies, a total of 23 bands. There are some slight changes in band edges for the advanced call for a couple of bands. For example, an extra 10 MHz at the bottom of the 70 cm band. So foundation, 6 bands, standard, 11 bands, and advanced, 23 amateur bands. There are other things. For example, an F-call is allowed one digital mode, hand-keyed Morse. Other licenses grant privileges to run repeaters, use different modes, or allow computer control. I'm sure I've left out some distinguishing features, so if you know of one, get in touch. I'm in the process of making a timeline of amateur licenses, that is, show the history of where licenses came from, from the origin of the H-call, the K-call, the Z-call, and the N-call, to name a few. And if you have things to share on their origins, please don't be shy. The more I dig up on the topic, the more there is to learn. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. In Burma, normalised ham radio may soon return to Burma. Amateur radio has been heard on four recent occasions from Myanmar or Burma after decades of virtual silence. It appears things are freeing up as the Asian Republic starts to reform and modernise. The Post and Telecommunications Department, under the Ministry of Communications and Information Technology, in October enacted the new telecoms law for Myanmar. It has no mention yet of amateur radio. However, British radio amateur Simon Buttrell, Hotel Sierra Zero Zulu India Bravo, slash Golf 6 Juliet Foxtrot Yankee, is to seek a new licence when he arrives in Burma next month for at least six months' work. A regular from Thailand, he was allowed to sign as X-Ray Zulu 1 Kilo in May 2012. Simon, HS0ZIB slash G6JFY, had a PSK-31 operation from the southern town of Kortung, logging several hundred QSOs on 10 metres and 20 metres. A doubt has arisen about the authority that allowed the X-Ray Zulu 1 Kilo licence. Nonetheless, he will soon apply for a new licence and, if successful, will be heard on the bands. In April 2013, he began the Myanmar Amateur Radio Club. The club wants licences for qualified individuals operating under the domestic law, plus the guidelines and band plans of the International Amateur Radio Union Region 3. In August, and again in September 2013, Zoro Mayazawa, Japan Alpha 1 Alpha Japan Tango, operated as X-Ray Zulu 1 Zulu. A full-day expedition, X-Ray Zulu 1 Japan, led by him in November 2013, was on HF, SSB, CW and RTTY, claiming more than 53,000 QSOs. 
The world is watching for the outcome of Simon's HS0ZIB slash G6JFY latest licence bid in Yangon and any progress further made by the Myanmar Amateur Radio Club. Along with Burma, the Democratic Republic of Congo looks ready to reinstate limited ham radio operations. We'll look at this in a minute or so here on your ham radio news service coming from Australia. To the United States, Hamvention online ordering is now available. The online ordering system is now accepting Hamvention 2014 orders. According to an announcement from the Hamvention webmaster Richard Reben, Kilo Echo 4 Whiskey Lima Echo, you can now order your tickets or reserve a flea market spot. It's all online at hamvention.org. Out of this world, deep space. That's the sound when Cape 2 spoke with the voice of Darth Vader. Roland, Papa Yankee 4 Zulu Bravo Zulu, reports that the Cape 2 satellite responded to a send text-to-speech command with Hello Papa Yankee 4 Zulu Bravo Zulu in the voice of Darth Vader. Listen to the recording again at tinyurl.com slash PY4ZBZ Cape 2 Darth Vader. In South Africa, ionograms generated by the South African Ionison network clearly illustrate the supremacy of the 5 MHz band for short-range near-vertical incident skywave communications under certain conditions. These typically happen during the morning and late afternoon when the 7 MHz band does not support short-range skywave communications and the 3.5 MHz and 1.8 MHz bands suffer from high noise levels. The South African Ionison network is unique in Africa and place South African radio amateurs in the very fortunate position to monitor raining, short-range propagation conditions and to improve their skills and experience accordingly. An article by Hans Kotze illustrated with ionograms, is available for download on the SARL 5 MHz propagation research page. Follow the link from the SARL homepage. Back to the United States, Ham Radio coordinates Colorado Vehicle Rescue. Several Colorado hams and a linked repeater system made possible the successful rescue of a group whose vehicle had slid off an icy roadway. Cody Fowler, November Delta Zero Alpha, and his family were on their way home from Cotopaxi from the city of Pueblo. Suddenly Fowler noticed the lights of the vehicle behind him had disappeared, so he turned to amateur radio. What you can see, emergency, November Delta Zero Alpha. Cody. Somebody call uh, 911, we got a rollover accident up here on Copper Gulch about... I'm guessing four or five miles off of, uh, up from, uh, Highway 50. Copy? Copy. Amanda, can you handle that? Relaying the information to authorities was Amanda Alden, K1DDN. Alden called 911, and for the next hour, she kept a cell phone in one hand and a radio in the other, relaying messages between dispatch and Fowler. Uh, actually, they're going southbound, went off the left side of the road, roll over, and, uh, Little girl's uh, possible uh, concussion. She shook up, a little nauseated. So, Cody, you're going to stay with them until emergency help arrives? Affirmative, I'll stay. A few minutes later came word from another ham on the system that help was on its way. Amanda, they just dispatched an officer on the old uh, sheriff analog system, WD0WDM. 
While everyone at the accident site was waiting for help to arrive, ND0A, along with K1DDN, K0JSC, and several others kept the lines of communications flowing. ND0A, K0JSC, do you still have the individuals in your vehicle? Jeff, I've got uh, one of the young ladies that was in the vehicle. The other, the other passengers are split up amongst the other two vehicles that stopped. From the time Alden made the 911 emergency call until the Colorado State Patrol arrived, it took about 40 minutes. It was followed by the Deer Mountain Fire and Rescue and the Fremont County Sheriff. According to Alden, two of the victims ended up being transferred to a local hospital. Their condition at airtime is unknown. You can now download FunCube 1A073 whole data orbit as a CV, CSV file from the data warehouse. The file is produced at 23.59 every day and contains data for the preceding 24 hours. It contains all the channels shown on the whole orbit data graph, which shows the latest orbit data captured. The whole orbit data page is, HTT, is HTTPS, two dots, two slashes, warehouse, dot funcube dot org dot uk forward slash wod dot html signals from wg2xrs one of uh, the usa special transmitting licenses for the 75 kilohertz band crossed the atlantic in early december using the newly added op65 mode 17 opera monitor stations spread across the USA and Western Europe listened for the transmissions which started at 2200 UTC. The first transmission period produced substantial automated signal reports from stations on the east side of the USA. Only Wolf in Germany and JO52HP decoded the signal. He's well known to those who experiment on the low-frequency bands for providing reports on test transmissions. He decoded the 75K signal at 0225 UTC, a distance of 6,246 kilometres. Tests are continuing. A follow-up to a story from earlier this year on an ambitious space project, the goal of which is to send volunteers on a one-way trip to Mars. On December 10th, the backers of this mission unveiled plans for the first private, unmanned mission to the Red Planet. This as a robotic prelude to human colonization that will launch in 2018. The nonprofit Mars One Foundation says that it's completed deals with Lockheed Martin Space Systems and Surrey Satellite Technology Limited to draw up mission concept studies for the private robotic flight to Mars. Under the plan, Lockheed Martin will build the Mars One lander and Surrey Satellite Technology Limited will build a communication satellite. Bass Lansdorp is a Mars One co-founder and its chief executive officer. In a statement, he said that these will be the first private spacecraft to Mars and their successful arrival and operation will be a historic accomplishment. He added that his organization is very excited to have contracted Lockheed Martin and Surrey Satellite Technology Limited for its first mission to the Red Planet. A European windstorm named Oscari has brought down the framed the famed 336-foot-high radio Arkala 160 and 80-metre tower and antenna at Finland's OH8X station. The mammoth structure collapsed peacefully, not hitting any of the other six towers, not hurting people or damaging buildings. Inspectors are trying to evaluate the cause of the failure. Listen for OF9X on 20 metres from radio Arkala over the holiday season. 
The Democratic Republic of the Congo looks ready to reinstate limited ham radio operations. The Ohio Penn DX newsletter says there are several reports stating that after three years of negotiations with the Congolese government and gaining official approval from the nation's Ministry of Telecommunications, that the National Club Station 9Q0AR and its special call sign 9Q0HQ were finally given permission to operate again. This would be the first legal activity from 9Q land in several years. On QRZ.com, under the listing for 9Q08R, it suggests listening on 21.310 megahertz between 1,100 and 1,400 UTC for that station. We'll have more DX-related news near the end of this week's report. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2014. AMSAT Key 9 January 1. WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day 11-12 January. WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend March 15 and 16. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint May 3. Special Event Stations DX Beacon Repeater and Net Advice. The VK5 WI Beacon on the 10 metre band is hosted by the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club in the northern suburbs of Adelaide. The beacon was taken out of service earlier this year due to a severe chirp on the frequency when keyed with the Morse ident. The chirpy crystal oscillator and driver module have been replaced with a direct digital synthesizer and a new keyed driver. The beacon is undergoing a settling in period for the crystal reference at the moment before a small correction is made to the frequency. It is currently on air from the home of Keith VK50Q running about 8 watts to a three-element tri-band Yagi. The operating frequency is 28.260 MHz and reception reports are welcomed. They should be sent to VK50Q at wia.org.au. The beacon will be returned to the water tower at Elizabeth South in a couple of weeks' time once the frequency correction has been made. This is Keith, VK50Q. Last chance to work, VI100ACT. Commemorating the centenary of Canberra, the special event station wraps up December 31. LF through to VHF using multiple modes. K9W Wake Adult Commemorative D-Expedition tops 100,000 contacts. The K9W Wake Adult D-Expedition team reports that it has logged slightly more than 100,000 contacts during its D-Expedition in the South Pacific. The ARRL DXCC desk has approved the 2013 Rwanda 9X0XA and the just-concluded VU7AG Luxury Weave Islands operations for DXCC credit. Once you have confirmation, you will be able to apply these towards your DXCC standing. Short Path Summer Solstice Propagation, SSSP Since 2009, Australian and New Zealand amateurs have logged many South American stations on 50 MHz SSSP. These SSSP openings in the Southern Hemisphere occurred between the 8th of December and the 12th of January, but not every day. 
to explore the possibility of SSSP propagation between Australia and South Africa. ZS2FM ran CW tests around their December 2010 equinox with amateurs in Western Australia. Unfortunately, they did not receive anything, but a report came from Frank VK70X in Hobart that he saw traces of a signal on the WSJT waterfall on the correct frequency, the right time and in the direction of South Africa, but he could not identify the call sign. Now ZS Cousins, particularly on the South African East Coast, could pick up the baton and transmit some signals on 50.110 MHz to us here in VK in the mornings their time around this equinox period and see what happens. 2014 to see a pair of USA contest universities. For the first time ever in 2014, the United States will see two contest universities taking place in the same year. The first will be held to coincide with the Dayton Hamvention on Thursday, May the 15th. A second contest university will be held July 17th at the 2014 ARRL Centennial Convention in Hartford, Connecticut. And finally, once more, ARRL Awards remind all DXCC program participants that the deadline for the 2013 calendar year ends on Tuesday, December 31, 2013. In order to appear in the annual listing published in the electronic version of the DXCC yearbook, you must have your submission postmarked no later than December 31, 2013. And before I leave this week, Merry Christmas everybody. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Lismore, it can be heard on VK2 RSC, 146.8 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm Frank, VK2 FRNK. I'm Brian, VK3 GR, with this week's Media Watch and Special Interest Group News. VK2WI will have morning-only broadcasts over the holidays for three weekends, Sunday, December 29th and the 5th and 12th of January. The evening transmissions resume on Sunday the 19th of January, so the last evening broadcast for this year will be tonight, Sunday, December 22. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio, ALARA, Australian Ladies AR Association, just a reminder that the net is held each Monday on 3.57 plus or minus, commencing at 10.00 UTC. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier, U-Cube 1 on its way to Kazakhstan. U-Cube 1 has left Clyde Space in Glasgow on its way to Kazakhstan and this 3U CubeSat carries a set of AMSAT UK FunCube boards of the FunCube 2 variety to provide an educational beacon and a 2 and 70 linear transponder for amateur radio sideband and CW communications. Reports indicate that a Soyuz 2-1B will carry U-Cube 1, currently expected to launch on March 27th. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. ILLW 100 on digital television. South Australia's Point Lowly Lighthouse, the 100th registration in the ILLW weekend in August, will now also use a new Spencer Gulf digital amateur television repeater. The lighthouse is to be activated by the Wyala Amateur Radio Club, VK5BWR, using the HF bands and will now telecast the event too. Last week, here on VK1 WIA National News, we heard how Dave, VK5DMC of the Mid-North Radio and Electronics Group in Port Pirie, had brought to life a digital video broadcast over terrestrial signal, mostly using imported parts. 
His tests using set-top boxes have reception reports from over a wide area, with the ultimate repeater home being high on top the Flinders Ranges. Eagerly awaiting the test signal on the other side of the Gulf was Wayala Amateur Radio Club President Alex VK5ALX, who reports a very fine signal. The Wayala Club VK5BWR activation in the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend will now be telecast through the new repeater once it's finally installed. With its HF and digital television setup, VK5BWR will help promote history with a lighthouse built in 1883 from local sandstone and being Wyala's oldest structure. To join the fun event on August the 16th and 17th, register a lighthouse, a lightship or a marine beacon by visiting the website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Weiss and Victoria will be providing communications for the 2013 Murray Marathon. There's not much of the year left, but there's one more event. Operators will arrive at Cobram on the 26th of December, with the event starting the next morning at Yarrawonga, a little downstream. After five days of paddling down the Murray, which forms the New South Wales-Victorian border, the event concludes at Swan Hill on the 31st. Details can be found using the events drop-down menu in Wyson Victoria's site at www.vic.wyson.org.au. And that's all from me this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Well, there we are. The second last broadcast of the good year 2013 comes to a screeching halt. I'm Graham, VK4BB, and before I remind you to walk softly... I'd like to, on behalf of all the newsreaders, all of the people that have contributed to the news through the year, and of course all of our rebroadcasters, wish you, our listeners, and of course we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have the listeners, wish you all a very merry and a holy Christmas, and we'll see you just before New Year's when we come back again with WIA National News. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.